lost and got lucky, came upon the shore, found you a conquering America. You spoke of peace, waged a war, while you were conquering America. Tracy Chapman singing America, which you can find on her album, Where You Live. Welcome to Polyrical, a podcast of political music, a topical solution for the socio-economic revolution, a soundtrack for the resistors, the agitators, and the fighters working for a better world. If you want to make a recommendation or send me a message, head over to polyrical.com. 
find a link to send an email. You'll also find a link to recommend a song, a topic, or an artist for a future episode, and a link to make a donation. You can make a one-time or recurring donation to keep this podcast free and independent. Here is Peggy Seeger from the album Celebrating Subversion, the Anti-Capitalist Roadshow. This is Progress Train. The human brain can't stand still Even when it gets to the top of the hill Just can't stop and admire the view Always got to have something new The human brain's an intelligent fool Build you a hospital, build you a school You wake up the very next day The progress train took it all away Progress train can demolish your town Selling us heaven when we're hellbound When we're hellbound Fed by apathy, driven by greed Always running at top speed, going so fast You won't notice it till it's past Doesn't give a damn about yesterday When you forget what it took away You'll know the progress train Roll right over you Juggernaut hurtling down the road You're not in control, you're part of the load Running the lights won't slow down Get in its way and it'll run you down The progress train is on a one-way track Take you there, won't bring you back And when you start singing I'm all right, Jack I'm all right, Jack I'm all right, Jack You'll know the progress train ran right into you. The girl in the red shoes had to dance. The progress train has to advance. Tables to turn, money to earn, bridges to burn. We never learn, got no destination. It'll go anywhere. Doesn't even know when it's got there. Got no beginning, got no end. Doesn't even care what's around the bend Got to grow, got to change Build up, tear down, rearrange Got to move on, dirty or clean It's an atom bomb It's a washing machine It's a love song It sings, seducing you with things That ease your heart and please your mind The passengers sleep and the driver's blind A fire in his pants He don't dance, no romance They want you now They want you now They want you now And they'll have you now That's the progress train And it's right over you The human race has a fatal knack I go on full speed down a cul-de-sac after running so fast, working hard There's a hell of a mess in the backyard Progress train sings sweet and low And every time you hear it, you know something's wrong Still, you tap your feet The words don't matter Cause the tune's so sweet 
That's the progress train And it's singing to you What too often passes for progress is not positive. It's sold as positive, it's sold as gain, it's sold as growth, but it has lots of harmful impacts, mostly, are often mostly outweighing the positive ones. And then when we get progress that is real and tangible and positive and hopeful towards making the world better, making making the situations better, making our systems better to serve people's needs, we just get pushback, heavy, heavy, hard pushback from the rebellions in 2020 with Black Lives Matters and other similar groups rising up and loudly uh, saying things are not right and really smashing the facade figuratively and sometimes literally of the everything is okay of of this delusion that we've built this these myths that we built in the US and in other countries that things are going well when when we get that when we get those uprisings when we get those rebellions that kind of break through that can put to put those cracks in that white supremacist foundation we get heavy heavy pushback and there's i mean three ways i can think of right off the top of my head of that pushback and one is lots and lots of uh voter suppression rules laws um a lot of ways that states are making it more difficult for voters to vote and predominantly those places those areas in which states are making it more difficult impact black and brown people a lot more than they impact the uh the white suburban voter on top of that we have quite a lot of anti-protest legislation being pushed through in various states in trying to limit the voice of the people in reaction to the voice of the people being heard the voice of the people is rarely heard by people in power and when they hear it too many of their reactions are to uh put on earmuffs or more more so put muzzles onto those people raising their voice and then the third one that is very heavily being pushed through a lot of legislation in a lot of states right now is restricting educational resources in particular under the guise of what they claim thanks to media amplification is fighting and resisting um, critical race theory and the teaching of critical race theory in K through 12 um, which plainly and simply critical race theory is not taught in K through 12 anywhere, unless it is in some very small private institution that focuses on that. Um, no public schools teach critical race theory. 
Public schools do teach about racism because racism is a part of our history. And not only is racism a part of our history, racism is a part of our present. And that is what this legislation is attacking. This legislation is attacking the teaching of racism as being racist. It's uh, an interesting twist of the mind. And unfortunately, our big major propaganda media systems doing a pretty good job amplifying those opinions. And so along with the big push by school boards across the country to restrict what is taught in schools is the banning of books is in some cases lists of hundreds of books that are not to be taught to students in schools at certain levels and in some places the banning of specific titles due to challenges uh, posed by parents and overwhelmingly uh, almost almost uniformly these titles are about race and these titles are about uh, gender and these titles are about homosexuality uh, and occasionally sex and sexuality overwhelmingly these titles fall into those categories. There's probably one or two that are included that I might have missed there. Um, but it's it's so widespread and common a phenomenon, and it's not a new phenomenon. It has been ongoing for ages. There always have been books banned in schools. It is just amplified at this point as a reaction to what the right wing in particular has uh, put forward as the teaching of of CRT. When I hear about these books that are being banned, when I see new titles getting hit, uh, getting targeted, uh, my mind just jumps to, hey, these are the uh, the fundamentalist book awards. Um, the fortunately, on the plus side, the attention that the banning of these books gets, the books often amplifies the book. Um, it, it brings attention to the book. There's a reaction to the attempt to ban the book. And that reaction um, does have some positive impact. Um, so I, I do uh, semi-jokingly consider these um, right-wing or fundamentalist book awards because those are the folks that really want to ban most of these books. So here's a piece published at Daily Cause dailycause.com written by Laura Clausen covering some of these recent attacks on books. Mouse landed back on the bestseller list in the wake of its banning from the eighth grade curriculum by a Tennessee school board. But it's just one very prominent book among the hundreds or thousands that are being included on banned lists around the country, many of which you'll never hear of. They're in school libraries for a reason, or were until recently, having been chosen carefully by librarians to add something to what's available to kids. They deserve to be lifted up and recognized too. Unfortunately, so many books are in the crosshairs of the censors, around 850 on one list in Texas alone, that we can't talk about all of them. But here are some of the books that haven't made individual headlines 
when they were banned. The books below don't just appear on Texas State Representative Matt Krause's 16-page list of books to investigate, a list that was more than 60% LGBTQ-themed books, according to one analysis. They might also be books pulled from the shelves in Granbury Independent School District in Texas or Polk County, Florida, or targeted by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Those books are also heavily LGBTQ. Interestingly, the American Library Association's top 10 most challenged books of 2020 list is less LGBTQ, though the top book on it by Alex Gino was George, since retitled Melissa. These books below are in no particular order. So here's a partial list of the uh, books and authors that have won, recently won, Fundamentalist Book Awards in the U.S. All Boys Aren't Blue, an essay collection by journalist and LGBTQIA act activist George Johnson that was included on Best Books of 2020 lists from Kirkus Reviews, the New York Public Library, and others. And I highly recommend when you see these Fundamentalist Book Awards, find one of them and read it. I recently finished reading All Boys Aren't Blue and recommend it. Echo Brown's Black Girl Unlimited, described as just brilliant by Kirkus. Susan Campbell Berletti's They Call Themselves the KKK, The Birth of an American Terrorist Group, which won the American Library Association's 2011 Award for Excellence in Nonfiction for Young Adults. Adam Rapp's 33 Snowfish, one of the Young Adult Library Services Association's top 10 books for young adults in 2004. Carmen Maria Machado's In the Dream House is an award-winning memoir about an abusive lesbian relationship. Separate is Never Equal, Sylvia Mendez and Her Family's Fight for Desegregation by Duncan Tonaituf. Ordinary Hazards by Nikki Grimes is a memoir that got starred reviews in six major trade journals, among other honors. Maya Kobabe's Gender Queer is a memoir in graphic novel form, it was an ALA Alex Award winner that got starred review from the School Library Journal. Drama by Raina Teljemier is a LGBTQ-themed graphic novel that won multiple awards and made multiple years' best lists, but was also the seventh most banned book between 2010 and 2019, according to the American Library Association. Gabi, A Girl in Pieces by Isabel Quintero made the best books list at both Kirkus and the School Library Journal in 2014. Ash by Melinda Lowe was on the Kirkus Best Young Adult Books list in 2009. More Happy Than Not by Adam Silvera got starred reviews at Publishers Weekly, Kirkus, School Library Journal, and Booklist, as well as making many best of lists in 2015 and thereafter. Two Boys Kissing by David Leviathan. Levithan has made repeated appearances on the ALA's most banned books list, was also on the National Book Awards long list for young people literature. The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas was a well-reviewed, massive young adult bestseller, with Kirkus Reviews calling it, quote, necessary and important in a starred review. The School Library Journal also gave it a starred review. It was a Coretta Scott King honor book. And the list goes on and on and on and on, 
We could have a whole section on winners of the Pulitzer Prize or National Book Award that some school boards just aren't sure belong in schools. It's not just Mouse. Fences by August Wilson. Beloved by Toni Morrison. Between the World and Me by Ta-Nehisi Coates. The Confessions of Nat Turner by William Styron. Sherman Alexie's The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian, which won the 2007 National Book Award for Young People's Literature. Or books by authors who've won those awards for their other work, like Morrison's The Bluest Eye, which the College Board usually uses as an example for AP exam preparation. Or Isabel Wilkerson's Cast. Reading banned books, whether by buying copies or checking them out of your local school library, if it has them, is not going to stop book bannings. What's going to stop book bannings is organizing, speaking out, and electing school board members and state politicians who will support the judgment of librarians and educators about what books are appropriate to have available for kids. But while we're doing that, let's also lift up a wider range of the books being pulled out of schools, highlighting the ways that attacks on these books represent attacks on marginalized communities. Here is KRS-One with the song Free, The Book List. This is from Between the Protests. I'm going to tell you the truth, though. Really? I like to read a lot. Books be uplifting me. Words help you see a lot. This book was a gift to me. Chuck D presents this day in rap and hip hop history. It's a reference book. It puts important dates in a list for me. Jamel Shabazz, a time before crap. A photographic history of hip hop from way, way back. Here's Martha Cooper's hip hop files. Charlie Ahern, Wild Style. And 50 Cent's 50th Law. I used to read this to my child. Sometimes I look at my library and I smile. Cause if I can't find it on the shelf, I know it's there in my file. Meanwhile, there's other books with other hooks and outlooks. I like to cook, so I read about cooks. I can't live without books. I like books, I recite books, I even write books a lot. Science of rap, ruminations, gospel of hip hop. But let me spit a quick list, a book list that's really short. The first book that you should get is really a passport. Travel, that's key, but the books can unlock it. Unlock your mind by reading lines of new topics. Place your optics on books of real black knowledge. Beginning with Carter G. Woodson, I'm paying homage. His book, Miseducation of the Negro, is essential for freeing your mind from the slavery that is mental. Turn up this instrumental, you ain't dealing with an amateur. I'm reading Walter Rodney, how Europe undeveloped Africa. That's the man to thank, high rank. Let's look at the birth of black America by Andrew Frank. Take that to the bank. Let me rock again, hip hop again. Check out Africa, mother of Western civilization by Joseph Ben Yakinen. Check out Black Man of the Nile again by Joseph Yakinen. Civilization or Barbarism by Shank and Tejap and then Black Indians by William Lauren Katz. Take it back. Anything by Dr. Cornel West, you need to go get that. Michael Eric Dyson, all his books, go get all of that. Henry Louis Gates, PBR. 
yes, show support for that. I'm like Banico with the almanac. Books, I got the tallest stack. The Brooklyn Public Library, yeah, that's where I started at. I read up everything, every book that I could see. While these others went to college, I got my knowledge for free. Philosophy, theology, paleoanthropology, mythology, economy. I studied these subjects entirely for free. your money. Let us continue on the menu with these reference books, like the Oxford English Dictionary. For words, it's a better look. It deals with word history before and after them. But it's funny, in the A section, you can't find the word African. But these books, don't start trashing them, bashing them, harassing them. It just shows accurately the racism to the maximum. Here's American Heritage Dictionary, fourth edition. Here's what it looks like when we look at the definition of Shirley Chisholm. Peep the wisdom and the complication. Shirley Chisholm was the first black woman to seek the Democratic presidential nomination. You talk about breaking new ground, Shirley's profound. But in the American Heritage Dictionary, this is nowhere to be found. This is an American Heritage Dictionary reference. And Shirley Chisholm's run for president doesn't get one sentence. I'm just pointing it out, the scholarship, what it's all about. Don't just read, find out what these authors are all about. I'm free! Got to see me. It was free. Open your eyes and see. It was free. You gotta see. Good things in life are free. Don't waste your money. stood at his lectern at a conference of the press. The state of education was the subject of his address. There should be more patriotism in the schools, more saluting of the flag, more about the invention of the telephone in the plastic bag. The kids don't need to know about all the bloodied soil, about all of the rebellions, or all the wars for oil. It's all far-left propaganda. It should be banned or burned. We're just great and getting greater. That's all they need to learn. The president said it must stop or the anarchists will win. The indoctrination of the youth by the books of Howard Zinn. know about the workers or the general strikes. They need no lessons on the scalpings of adults and kids alike. No chapters on the riots that brought us where we are. The visions of the damned who followed the North Star. Just tell the kids how brilliant were the founding fathers all. Just see what bullshit sticks when you throw it at the wall. Reality doesn't matter. Neither does the past. So ditch your rocks and unbar Ortiz and shred your Howard fast. The the president said it must stop or the anarchists will win. The indoctrination of the youth by the books of Howard Zinn. The students don't need to know 
How many souls were lost beneath the rain of gunships? They don't need to know the cost to the nations that lay shattered. The homeless veterans right here, dying on the sidewalk beside empty cans of beer. The kids don't need to think. They just need to serve and be grateful for the billionaire and his steely nerve. He'll free us from the confines of knowing up from down. Just don't read Jeremy Brecker, Angela Davis, or D. Brown. The president said it must stop or the anarchists will win. The indoctrination of the youth by the books of Howard Zinn. The president said it must stop or the anarchists will win. The indoctrination of the youth by the books of Howard Zinn. From the album Say Their Names, that was The Books of Howard Zinn by David Rovix. I have a couple other podcasts besides this one. One of those is one I release daily. It is called People Are Revolting. It is titled that thanks to uh, some words I borrowed from Jim Hightower. He had a... uh, a piece called People Are Revolting in the very best sense of that word. Um, And People Are Revolting is about people demonstrating, people protesting, people fighting to make the world a better place. Here is a recent episode of People Are Revolting called Librarians Protest Book Ban. still got it going on the people are revolting welcome to people are revolting a daily dose of disobedience the story is written by brian mims and is published at WRAL.com. Wake County librarians protest genderqueer book removal. Dozens of Wake County librarians are calling for the book Genderqueer, a graphic novel designed in comic strip form about the author's journey to identifying as transgender, to be back on shelves. The country's library managers pulled the book earlier this month after some parents blasted it, saying it contained pornography. Wake County spokeswoman Alice Avery said the book was removed after the library system received a complaint about it. In a written statement, Avery said the library system, quote, determined the book does contain explicit illustrations that do not align with the library's selection policy. But one librarian, who asked not to be identified by WRAL News, said the book's removal sends the wrong message. I absolutely disagree, the Wake County librarian countered. I've actually read the book. I would be okay with my 11-year-old son reading the book. I would want to be with him to explain therein. The librarian was one of 55 librarians who signed a letter from the group, Wake County Free to Read. The letter states that Wake County librarians should have been included in the library system's decision-making process to remove the book. Quote, We're a library. We're not supposed to be censoring other voices. That's antithetical to what we stand for, 
the librarian said. I knew the precedent that could be set for pulling titles like this, she added. The librarian said that she wants to close the book on any such precedent. We give voice to everyone, whether we agree with them or not, she said. In an email sent to library staff this week, selection manager Daniel Brooks said he's assembling a group of librarians to develop a new process for book selection and removal. Lisa Behrens, who serves as a chair of the Wake County Library Commission, which serves as an advisory panel to county commissioners, sent WRAL News the following statement about the book's removal. We share concerns about the book removal process and we're actively listening to the public discussion on this. The library's book selection and reconsideration process needs to be transparent and inclusive. Barron said this will be a key focus in their January meeting, but added that she does not have a position on any specific book. This book is important for people who are transgender or who feel they might be, said the librarian. If we take this book off the shelves, we're telling them that their voices don't matter and that their voices are pornographic. You're also telling them not only do their voices not matter, but they don't matter as a human. You're... you're perpetuating the social stigma about being trans and that's and that that's something different something other and something not acceptable bravo to the librarians fighting against this removal if you want to check out back episodes of people are revolting just go to people are revolting.com can also follow on twitter at people revolting Read a banned book, keep revolting, and thanks for listening. If you want a sign that humanity's still got it going on, People are revolting. I think you just nailed it. And from the album Booty Summer Party 2003, this is the two live crew with the band in the USA. speech and the first amendment protects material presumptively we don't talk about uh, harassing and sexually brutalizing I'm, I'm women in my music man we don't do that in my music man i'm tired of you saying that we've got white collar people trying to grab our side saying we're too nasty and we're too live corrupted politicians playing games bringing us down to boost their fame they must be joking thinking we were poor but their life flies moving the wall we stand tall from beginning to end with help from fans and all our friends freedom 
human speech will never die for us to have our ancestors died don't keep thinking that we will quit we'll always stand and never sit we're too live too black too strong doing the right thing and not the wrong so listen up y'all to what we say we won't be banned in the usa quite simple. You must learn.
accept everything that you're telling us. What are you selling us? The creator dwelling us. I sit in your unknown class while you're failing us. I failed your class because I ain't with your reasoning. You're trying to make me you by seasoning. Up my mind with C. Jane Run. See John walking a hardcore New York. Come on now, that's like a chocolate cow. It doesn't exist, no way, no how. It seems to me that in a school this ebony, African history should be pumped up steadily, but it's not. And this has got to stop. See spot run, run get spot. Insulting to a black mentality, a black way of life, or a jet black family. So I include with one concern that you must learn. history deal with straight up facts no mystery teach the student what needs to be taught because black and white kids both take shorts when one doesn't know about the other one's culture ignorance swoops down like a vulture because you don't know that you ain't just a janitor no one told you about benjamin Banneker, a brilliant black man that invented the almanac can't you see what krs is coming at with eli whitney holly Selassie, grand bill woods made the walkie talkie lewis latimer improved on edison charles drew did a lot for medicine Morgan made the traffic lights. Harriet Tubman freed the slaves at night. Madam C.J. Walker made the straightening comb. But you won't know this if you weren't shown. The point I'm getting at, it might be harsh, is we're just walking around brainwashed. See what I'm saying? It's not to diss a man. We need the 89 school system. One that caters to a black return because you must learn. And wrapping up our set on books, bands, and the Fundamentalist Book Awards, that was Boogie Down Productions from a recording called Ghetto. That was You Must Learn. Here are a few words from Howard Zinn. This piece is off of a recording called A People's History of the United States, and the track title is Machiavelli and Teaching. I came across a book of... Uh, recently called The Art and Politics of College Teaching. Any of you ever hear of it? No. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. But uh, it's a kind of uh, Machiavellian uh, guide to people who want to teach in college. Uh, and uh, it has sort of organized in the form of, of concerns. And 
Concern number nine, I skipped the first eight for your benefit. Can, can, can I involve myself in causes, crusades, and political activism as a professor? Answer, the institution of higher education may not look kindly upon such activities. <laughs> Be wary of introducing your political conclusions or social thought into classroom situations. Be on guard not to take sides, if it is possible to avoid it at all. Play dumb. <laughs> That's interesting. Until you get your PhD, the advice is play smart. And then after you get your PhD, play dumb. Uh, be somewhat submissive to the senior faculty. <laughs> the only thing I, about that I didn't understand was the word somewhat. <laughs> I thought that took courage. <laughs> yeah. If I had had that book available to me when I started my teaching career, I mean, who knows what I might have become? <laughs> A dean, maybe. <laughs> and that'll bring us to our artist of the episode. The artist of the episode for this episode is Arrested Development. Here is an excerpt from a piece published at jalders.com. Todd Speech Thomas made his name in the late 1980s as one of the pioneers of a socially conscious hip-hop movement with his group Arrested Development that he founded in 1988. An alternative sound to the gangster rap that was permeating the African-American music scene at the time. Their debut album, Three Years, Five Months, and Two Days in the Life Of, went four times platinum in the U.S., and the title refers to the length of time it took Arrested Development to get a record contract. Hailed by critics as being a trailblazer of Afrocentric positivity, three years, five months, and two days in the life of, won two Grammy Awards and was included in a list of 1,001 albums you must hear before you die. Never wavering in his social activism and message of unity over the past 30 years, in a 2018 documentary, 16 Bars, Speech helped to mentor and guide four musical artists in the prison system, winning Best Documentary at the Downtown LA Film Festival in the process. We talked to Speech about coming of age in Milwaukee and how his childhood molded his view of the world. From racism to gang crime and the suicide of a close friend, Speech has experienced many personal challenges, yet his positivity still endures. From wearing his mom's Afro wigs and performing Jackson 5 routines for his neighbors, writing letters to his idol Michael Jackson, Speech spent his early childhood enamored by music and dance. His love of music grew more profound when he started to visit the popular nightclub his father owned named Foxtrap. Quote, 
I just see people on the dance floor just having the time of their lives and just seeing the power of music from the DJ and everything. It was just amazing to me. And I wanted to be part of that world. I wanted to have an impact on people through music. And that was the beginning of a career in music for me. That was like when I knew I wanted to do this for real. Speech reminisced with us about how his parents heavily influenced him on his own views about being a black person in America and how it affected his future decisions in life. Quote, My mom and dad were always involved in activism. I mean, being black, period, you're in a constant state of anger. You're in a constant state of striving to find a way to freedom. And my mom and dad were no different. In fact, they probably had it even more because it was more blatant racism during their upbringing. So we would wake up in the morning and eat breakfast and we'd talk about various issues that affected the black community. Speech's refusal to accept that status quo and strive for change has made him famous for his social activism. He shared with us how he encourages people to take their pain and adversity and make it into something positive. Quote, I actually don't tell people to escape it. I tell them to embrace it. Embrace that anger. And then once you embrace it, channel it. Because a lot of times anger gets a bad rap. You know, anger many times is a catalyst for great movements and great change. And people have first to get angry. If you're not angry, you're likely not going to do anything about it. And then when you do find that anger, when you embrace it, when you find that spark, then you have to channel it, as Speech said there. And one of the ways it can be channeled is a title of this track from Arrested Development's brand new album, The Fucking Love. Fucking is spelled F-K-N. Oh, sorry, it's called For the Fucking Love. This song is building from the bottom. Don't be ashamed, we want black power. Figure, 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 Follow me to make do. 
Got my shelf pad and my rolling pin. Radio, they won't play us focus. I won't hip hop to get a soul again. This is how I get down. Base up, leaning back with my shades on. Black divides to black days on. Probably getting my blaze on. On stage, stuck in my looks. Shining bright, they wanna touch the cloak. Industry, they wanna sell you hope. You wanna make it rap about slinging dope. Record deal, it was just a joke. Independent all the way. Building from the bottom, seeing it grow to what it I used is to today. Build the things up from the bottom. Used to be nothing, they're out of something. Grabbing all the scraps that's from the garbage. Make a masterpiece on the people one. Now I'm here reinforcing every pillar, every column Knowing self-esteem's precious, Lord of the rings Got them manifest to see the blessings and the problem With plenty ups and downs, spinning round and round Ain't know how bad it was Or that my kindness would be taken advantage of Tragic love and hip-hop just left me heartbroken With all these A&Rs joking, man, I start smoking Way more flowers with hours upon hours Learning not to cry over the spilled milk This hours in the sunlight Master my craft until it's done right One might not want to bring a knife to a gunfight Hung tight, squeeze on every dollar I'm getting paid Knowing life will give you lemons Just make some lemonade Centigrade Celsius I'm really that guy Underdog Like a pit bull piggyback ride Used to build the things up from the bottom Used to be nothing Then out of something Grabbing all the scraps That's from the garbage Make a masterpiece On the people one This generation, we all have our own race to run, but run we must, forward ever, backwards never. Each generation must have their own revolution, you can't create one for me and I can't create one for you.
Rasta no have time for trouble, cause trouble subtract time for we. Now we do double and remember, nothing good come out of gossip. Last just family broke up, that's your ticket. No people are turned suicidal, homicidal. Hold tight, king and queen, low kick the bucket. Check the moose side, make sure you burn up your idol. That's your business, feel like what me say. Each generation a real now. From the album, This Was Never Home, that was Arrested Development with Each Generation, featuring Nana Bingy. Here's an excerpt from a piece written by Jeremy Young, published at flypaper.soundfly.com. If the name of the group Arrested Development feels like a throwback to the good old days of 90s hip-hop, then you've probably been missing out on all the essential music and community-building efforts that founding members' speech has been putting out in recent years. Speech's commitment to social justice and exposing racial inequality in media can be seen and engaged with via his web docuseries, Hoodwinked, the NI at symbol, hashtag symbol, A, factory. He also works closely with the Kennedy Center's Turnaround Arts Program to transform struggling schools nationwide with powerful arts education initiatives. And his continued work amplifying the voices of the voiceless behind bars is on full display and yet only the tip of the iceberg in the feature-length documentary, 16 Bars. In the documentary, speech urges the viewer to think of our country's prisoners as, quote, our community, because they are. In 2020, imprisoned individuals make up close to 0.8% of the United States' total population. We need to reframe the ways in which we engage with this population, to empathize with prisoners, and to listen to what they have to say. And here is the interview portion. What is the goal of the recording project in the Richmond City Justice Center, and does the program still exist today? The goal is to give residents, inmates of the jail, a productive outlet for their frustration and expression. And me coming in there with my team was to expose these talented and complex voices to the world. I didn't create the program. We were simply blessed to help bring more attention to it. Richmond's former sheriff, C.T. Woody, and Sarah Scarborough started the program. And once Woody was voted out, the program unfortunately stopped as well. There's a short scene in which you're seen calling your wife Yolanda on the first day after arriving at the prison. You're expressing gratitude, nervousness, and a feeling that you've just been given access to a reality that's hidden from so many Americans. How else did this project in general enlighten you to things you weren't expecting to see, hear, and feel? The sheer talent and degree of knowledge of the residents was a surprise to me. We all are conditioned to believe that prisoners are less than, or deserving of inhumane treatment, deserving to be, quote, locked away, to be made invisible to society. 
We are also conditioned to believe that they are incapable of critical thinking, and that's why they are in jail. But all those positive attributes were there in high amounts, which only highlighted the atrocity of prisons in America. Prisons have primarily left the corrections mission and have become engaged in the business of disappearing members of our community. Slavery never actually ended in the United States of America. Through the 13th Amendment, there is an allowance for prisoners to be used as slaves by private and government businesses. Drug addiction is being treated as a, quote, violent crime instead of a public health disease, and disparities between black, white, poor, and rich are blaring. We need to overhaul our prison system so we can make a better country for all of us collectively. This all originates from Americans' original sin, slavery. It set into motion generational curses among blacks and whites, and our collective nation suffers as a result. From the album Don't Fight Your Demons, this is amazing. For five years, he was their token Negro. Freeman, you people must serve. For five years, he kept his cool. And you'd be happier with a mop in your hand. And in return, they taught him how to spy. How to fight. How to kill. And then... He turned gangs of ghetto kids into a highly trained guerrilla army. Yeah. One day I changed and rearranged my brain. My body has stayed the same. My inner had entered new planes. Visualizing terrains, horizons were ever so strange. My mind got better with age. I walked a strength. But walking was opposite of me. So many jocking to judge me. They kept on knocking my locks and mocking most everything on me. As if a gift from heaven would weaponize me to be lovely. Despite the spite, intentional, ugly. I rose to the concrete of my clothes. Yeah, Sanji to my aunties up on Buford Highway Road. Haiti alien exposed to such culture shocking lows. All the roaches encroaching all over my food and my clothes so far from the midwest where i gave more to get less i prayed for it like a witness and i slayed for it like a labor and i paid for it with interest picture me like pinterest haters got so fired up bringing me to smoke like incense wow We did it. Do I have to tell you how to see the street ghost down? They wanna promote us as the lowest things around. Stereotypical images of blacks all around. Police beat us to the ground. Let's go. Do I have to tell you how this industry goes down? Promote the thugs with the criminal sound. Stereotypical images and white supremacist images of a stepping innocent to kill. Snitches and witnesses, get some witnesses, exploit us sexually, keep us intellectually primitive, sedate sensitive, nullifying all their initiative to ever unify, just relying on representatives. Our English is not seen as this. Opposite of geniuses, the truth is meaningless. They've deliberately been deceiving us. I know I'm hot, give me the glock. Hold up, let me finish. If I violate probation, the judge will explain. My sentence, I'm for real. I failed the L's, US Cassels, the kills from Libya to Brazil. It's not out of the ordinary, my blood trend. Monsters have a ball, highly buried, friendly with the enemy, it's never the call. Power nomics, just by Dr. Claw, leading bitches squad. Get money for us, coming down for one. We've been sleeping enough. Wake up and turn your radio up. Turn it up. 
out to Raza Dime. Shout out to Moncho Ishii. Shout out to Baba OJ. To Headliner. To the extended family, Dion Ferris. Nadira. Shout out to Larne. Shout out to DJ Kimmy. Shout out to Ajile. All of y'all will always be family. Yeah. Young American. 
y a des gens qui rêvent des avantages que vous avez. Il faut réussir pour eux. Et ça, c'est la raison que je suis si chanceuse d'habiter ici, aux États-Unis, en Amérique. And the final track, wrapping up our set of Arrested Development songs, was also from the album Don't Fight Your Demons. That track was Young Americans. Here is Scott Free with a new song, Her Body, Her Choice. It's her body, it's her choice, her decision, her voice. It's her body and her choice, her decision and her voice. It's her body and her choice, her decision. just about wrap up this episode of Polyrical. Remember you can follow Polyrical on Twitter at Polyrical. Find all the back episodes of Polyrical at Polyrical.com. You can also listen to this podcast and all my podcasts playing 24-7 at MovingTrainRadio.com From the album A Good Day to Die, this is Lightfoot with Call Me Hostile. Thanks for listening. I'm leaving scalps on the ground I slide around town with my rag top down 
things change by themselves. I got no hope on it, so I got a 30 out 6 with the scope on it. Indian, and I'm gonna win. I busted you with the lights out, fool. Here I come again. Duck or get stuck, be down, and you will love it. Then I straight kick the duel off the cover, then I jumped in with the Mossberg pumped in. Everybody recognized the beauty of my red skin because my people sent life foot to represent because they knew I'd make a stand in this rap shit. So let me get smile one time and recognize that I'm doing fine this time. Kick me when I'm down, then I'ma be right back. Get up, stand up, and I'ma have to fight back. Fuck a treaty, my people are needy. A tears in my eye, the tomahawks fly. Fuck a treaty, the white man's greedy. A tears in my eye, the tomahawks fly. I think I came up with a solution, and the answer is revolution. I think I came up with a solution, and the answer is revolution. I'm a member of a dying breed, and if they dust me, I can't even plant my seed. I'm having visions every night of an eagle getting shot down while he's in flight. And I know it's got meaning, so I'm scheming. I'ma fight till I die or till I stop dreaming. But it seems like crime pays, and it's hard getting through to these kids nowadays. And I don't see no more pride or understanding of why all the natives died. So I'm recruiting like Q.E. Newton, except for the Indians, I'ma start shooting. And if I made a stand, would you stand beside me? And if they came to get me, would you hide me? It's a tribulation and a trial. I'm a fool with the gun, so they still call me hostile. Fuck a treaty, my people are needy. A tears in my eye, the tomahawks fly. Fuck a treaty, the white man's greedy. A tears in my eye, the tomahawks fly. I think I came up with a solution, and the answer is revolution. I think I came up with a solution, and the answer is revolution. I got a gun, but I don't have to use it. I'm like Geronimo, but fight with my music. There's no reservation that I ain't rocked. And people seem to listen when you're holding the Glock. So, do I got your attention? Can I mention all the tension and 45 clinching? Violence got my people in silence, afraid to speak. So they keeping us weak. In 1988, Lightfoot crept in. Took it out to LA, then G-Spot stepped in. And we got a little life in 96. So I'm proud to say that they put me in the mix. It's happening just the way I planned it. Took a little something, something, then I expanded into a whole nother episode. And when I'm done with this clip, I'ma have to reload. Fight back. Fuck a 